This episode of the Be Real podcast is brought to you by Amina Altai Coaching. Amina Altai is a leadership and mindset coach to high achieving women who are ready to take their work and lives to the next level. She helps you break free of people pleasing, perfectionism, and poverty mindset to claim your purpose, find peace, power, and prosperity. She has been called the fairy godmother of careers. She is an expert in residence for Entrepreneur Magazine. She has shared her wisdom in goop.com, NBC, and more. If you're ready to connect to your purpose, release perfectionism, and free yourself of imposter syndrome, use the code BEREAL, a value of $150, and schedule your free clarity call with Amina. Email Haley at AminaAltai.com to schedule your session today. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm Diana Gasparoni. I'm a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her Programs. I am Ednisha Salisbury. I am a therapist, speaker, trainer, and co-creator of Black Woman Be Whole. Each week, we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought-provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps. If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch and get real. Welcome back to Be Real this week. Um, it's kind of just me, kind of, sort of. Diana's not here today, but I am super excited to um, talk about this new three-part series that we're doing on first times, and that would be your first time in therapy. So we are going to have one of our team members, Jessica, talk about her first time in therapy. But before we do that, I'm going to talk about my first time and therapy. And so what we're going to have is my amazing producer, Don, he's going to ask me some questions so I can talk to you guys about my first time in therapy before we bring on our guests. So Don, where are you? Hello, Anisha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, uh, this is going to be, this can be fun today. I mean, not as fun as your morning was. Yeah. I mean, you're getting (laughs) hugs from people. But uh, probably a little bit better and and probably not getting your cardio in with people ringing your buzzer. I, yeah, you know, it's I don't know. It's one of those mornings. Yep, it's one of those mornings. Everything has happened. You, you had you had a hug from an old friend. I did. Yeah. And that, that was that was bittersweet and fun, which is going to play into our our intro today, I think. Yes, it is. Yeah. Look speaking, at that. Yeah. Speaking of first times. Yes. Of therapy. Of therapy. And we'll talk about what brought me to therapy. And the funny thing is this hug that I got was from my ex-boyfriend's father. And my ex-boyfriend is the reason that I went to my first therapy session. (laughs) So it all came full circle today. Who would have known? So yes, shout out to Charlie Sr. (laughs) For the hug this morning, who brought it full circle. Okay. So let me ask this question. So one, we know that during this pandemic, you've been really, really adamant about making sure that you get proper permission for hugs, but I'm, I'm willing to bet there was no asking for hugs in this one. It was just, no, I went straight in guys. Like I've been really good about consent, right? We are still living in a pandemic. So I'm really good about consent, but, um, Nikki, which is his daughter called me, um, and was like, oh, I have a surprise for you, sis, like come downstairs. And so I kind of knew what the surprise was. And so as soon as I came on my building, I went straight for the hug. I didn't even wait. And the good thing is, is he hugged me back. Right. So we were good. And I didn't have a mask on. Ooh, I forgot about that part. That wasn't, I am vaccinated guys, you, but I should have just, a mask on. 
You're just all over the place today. I was all over the place. I was. (laughs) I mean, you had implied consent and you just went in without a mask. And no mask. On an older person. Damn. Ooh, I am oh. vaccinated, but still, yeah. yeah, I was a little out of order on that one today. That's okay. But, but it, the good thing is it went well. That's good. Uh, so let me ask this question. Okay. I think you're, you're all about the hugs. Yes. So my question to you is what kind of hug was it? Was it like an all encompassing bear hug? Was it, you know, what kind of hug would you, I was all in, one? it was all encompassing bear hug felt all the feelings was like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you, all of it. Yeah, and we held it for like at least, seriously, maybe 45 seconds to a minute. That's a long hug, yep. That, that is a long hug. Held it there. Yeah. So my question to you is, what what's your favorite type of hug? I mean, where are we talking long and a taller person kind of just enveloping you? Or is it just same set? What, what would be your definition of a perfect hug? I think like a good bear hug, because when I give those hugs, it is coming from such a good place in me, right? Like I am so excited to see you, right? Like it's generally, and it may not be someone I haven't seen in a while, but there is an excitement and there's a joy when I give that hug. So that's what it felt like today. Those are the hugs I like. Now I'm cool with the, you know, like the, the half shoulder, I give you a little something. You know, but, I know it's COVID. <laughs> so people are like, they give you a hug, but their face is so far from you, right? Like I get those hugs too now. I got one so, yesterday from a friend. So is that the barely touching butt out? Yeah, don't, don't turn your shoulder. face towards yeah. my face. Okay. That's what it is. Do not turn your face towards my face. Don't you do it. So yeah. That's a bad date hug is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're like, oh, this is not going to be date two. Yeah, no. This is going to be ending here. Yeah. yeah, this is great. Thank you. Yeah. He's going in for the kiss on the cheek or mouth. And you're like, nope, you're not nope. even getting that. You're getting ear hole. You're, you're not even getting yep. cheek. So All I've right. done those before my day. All right. All right. Well, that's, well, I'm, I'm glad you had, you had a good morning. Yes, I did. I'm glad it was a good overall weekend. It was a as good well. overall meeting. Yes. Yeah. It was okay. really nice. Of course, I've been invited to Thanksgiving dinner, all of the things. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so are you going to multiple Thanksgiving dinners now? Um, so I don't cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a helper for Thanksgiving. So I usually have my hands full helping. I'm like cutting cheese, you know, cutting stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I'm a cutter. You're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a chopper. There's, there's, I'm a chopper for, that, for the right? holidays. Be, be <laughs> if you need offers. me to chop something, here I go. So be real offers offers intake services for, for thanksgiving and christmas <laughs> chopper i can understand yeah then you went cutter and i was like oh wow yeah yeah a- maybe i should say chopper yeah i fixed it didn't sound good i know i caught it no it's good though because it's i mean this is what i've this been is watching about. you on netflix i can't be saying cutter that doesn't mm. yeah chopper oh i guess that doesn't sound great either okay let's move on <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna sister of the of the things that need prepping. How about that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm a prep assistant. Mm-hmm. That's what there I am. Go. Okay. Do you have a specialty that you really like to do or no? No, no. I just like the, um, the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Like I like the fellowshipping, being around family, talking, laughing. I like all that stuff. I hate cutting sweet potatoes. What? what Cause what? it's before that they're boiled. So it's uh, really hard to cut. Like you gotta really put your arm in it, right? Like your whole shoulder, all of it. So yeah. This is going to sound controversial, but I, I actually do not like sweet potatoes or yams. What's the difference, by the way? I don't know, but I don't like sweet potatoes. I like roast, like an actual sweet potato, like roasted with maybe like a little bit of butter mm-hmm. and maybe some nutmeg and cinnamon. I don't like candy yams, which was with the sugar and the like the sugary, like kind of, I'm not with that. It's too sweet. Okay. I'm not interested in that. But if I go out, I will get roasted sweet potatoes. Okay. Yes, I'll do that. All right. I, I don't care for either potato, one. Girl. So that's that's my jam. That's not my jam. But I do love the Thanksgiving spread, which is taking us down a very, very dark hole that we probably shouldn't be going down. No, we should probably get to the interview. We probably should. I think we that should, we, should we should go should. there. Okay, we guys, we're going to pivot now. Yeah. And we're going to get to the getting to the good stuff. 
I guess this is good stuff. I don't know. <laughs> in, in the industry, we like to call this a tease. Yes. Um, so I'm going to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about that first time. In ther- I, we're, we're joking with the pause of the first time because it was the running theme of every interview we did. Yes, Because we're all like inner 12-year-olds. <laughs> and, we, and we had to joke about, you know, it's the first time of therapy. So. Right. Um, if like you hear us, yeah. So when we pause, that long pause is because we're we're juvenile and yes, we don't very. we don't care. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Well, at least we didn't say applesauce. No, we'll let Diana <laughs> say that when she comes back. That's right. Okay, so here we go. Let's let's talk about that first time. So first, let's talk about the origin story. What what took you from, which is hilarious when I say this, to never needing therapy. <laughs> having to go to therapy for this first time. Well, let's just say, I don't know if I've never needed therapy. I probably always needed therapy. We'll start there. But okay. So picture it 2000, whatever. We won't go there. I was 24. I was a graduate student at Temple University. That was my first graduate degree. I had moved to Philadelphia and I was going through a breakup. I was breaking up with the son of the father that I hugged this morning. Okay, so here we go. He was my high school boyfriend um, throughout high school, undergrad, and we were still together. So going through a breakup, first semester of graduate school, trying to be all I can be, but I was a pile of emotion. I could not control my emotions, okay? Like I was crying in my car. I had the Bible out at night. I was praying. I was like, God, just make the pain go away. I just was sad. I was confused. Like I felt lost. I was a mess, but then I'm still like, oh my God, I'm in graduate school. I'm in Philadelphia. I'm young. Like I still want to have fun and go out, but like, you know, we would, we would have these conversations every night and you know, it was like, I still want to be with you, but then I don't want to be with you. I'm going to come visit, but then I don't want to come visit. It was a mess. So I was like, I just need to talk to somebody because I didn't come to graduate school to not do well right? I think that's really what was my thought process. I really need someone to talk to because I got to get a, I got to get control over my emotions. And I did not have that at all. And I knew in order for me to excel, I needed to do that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to find services on campus, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm 20 something, I guess that I had the insurance from school, right? I didn't have any other insurance. I know that. So I was like, all right, let's walk in to the counseling building at school let's see what we got going on here. That's what I did. And it ended up being a PhD student, right? So who was like getting his doctorate. He was young, probably in his twenties, white guy. I remember he was like super skinny. He wore glasses. I had to fill out all his paperwork when I went in. And all I was feeling was like, I just want to talk. I said, like, how long is this paperwork going to take? And then it was a very interesting experience is because his supervisor was behind the glass. So she was able to listen in on our sessions. So they had to kind of explain all of that to me before we started therapy. Did that bother you at all? Um, it was kind of weird because I knew someone was over there listening. And then she was an older black woman. So that was interesting, too. Did um, you ask, why can't we just switch? No, I don't know. I I don't know if I wanted to see her either, because if I'm coming here to talk about the relationship, um, I felt like she would give me that auntie vibe, like get it together, young girl. Like, what are you doing with this guy kind of thing? Right. And I don't think that like if sex came up or anything like that, I don't know if I wanted to talk to her about it. She felt more like my mom kind of thing, you know, like a mother figure. And Mm -hmm. so I didn't really want that. And so by the way, I'm really cool with my mom, but it just, I, it wasn't the, the feel I wanted. So for me, I felt like he was okay. Like, okay. If he was, in his, he looked like he was in his twenties. He looked like he could have been a little bit older than me, but I also understood like PhD student, you know, like I was good. So I guess, let me ask you this, um, mm-hmm. since we're kind of along this line anyway, does, does age race and the letters behind their name matter to you? Is that important? I don't think it mattered to me then as much as it probably would matter now. I think then 
um, the letters behind the name didn't really matter. I think the gender didn't matter as much as I probably would have thought it would have. Um, and the race, um, I think that at that time in my life, at that time in my life, I didn't know if I could choose. I think that in present day and probably the last 10 years, I think that black and brown people have an understanding that they can also find black and brown clinicians, doctors, helpers, like you can find that now in a way that, you know, growing up, probably most of my doctors and things like that were white teachers, everything right. In some way. So I didn't know if I could really choose or find it. So it was like, this is what is offered to me. And so this is what I accepted. And no, this was a long time ago. I'm not trying to age myself, but it was a long time ago. So I, I thought this was like maybe one, two, maybe three years ago, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, along those lines, that it sounds like you were like in a hurry to like, this needs to get over with now. I just and needed to talk. I just needed somebody to listen who wasn't my friends. Because at that point, nobody wanted to hear the story anymore. Because friends want kind of this instant gratification kind of thing. You know, like you told us you were going to break up, then break up, just be done with it. Like you're in a new city, like go find somebody, right? Like, let's go to the club, like enough already. Like the patience wasn't there. And, and they were all patients out with me anyway, because we had been together for nine years. So throughout high school, undergrad, all of it, it was all these ups and downs. Nobody wanted to hear it anymore. So I needed a professional listener at that point. That's really what I wanted. I didn't even know what he would say to me. I just needed to be heard. I needed a container. Like I needed to be held. I just needed some, someone to understand and talk me through it. And my friends at that point, you know, I didn't want to burden them anymore. So, you know, the fact that he was a bit younger, I think I appreciated that. Right. I think I felt like he understood, you know, what, you know, a relationship looks like in your early 20s. Yeah. And the fact that he was a white guy. Yeah, I don't know at that moment. I, again, I just needed someone. So I don't know if I really thought about it too much. So uh, a PhD student in, in his doctoral years, mm -hmm. you figured had a pretty good handle on uh, relationships. I don't even know if I thought he had a good handle on relationships, right? <laughs> again, he, even, was he, even he could listen. That was enough. I'm telling you, I wasn't looking for much back then. Like, I wasn't thinking like, you know, um, are we going to talk about my goals? Was he going to do these check-ins? Will he challenge me? Will he be compassionate? Like all the things that I would probably think about now, I didn't think about them. Like, will he understand me from a cultural perspective, from a female perspective? No, it was just like, I just need to stop crying all day. I got work to do. So were you, were you a little nervous? Were you scared? I was, I was nervous and I it was a process, right? I really wasn't ready for the process of all the paperwork, you know, and then having to meet the woman and having to understand like, this is what's going on. I'm back there. I supervise him. He's in a program getting his PhD, you know, all of it. And I'm sitting there like, lady, leave so we could talk, please. I got to get to class. Like, listen, <laughs> I have time. All right. I get it. So, yeah. So that 45 minutes went pretty quick. Yeah, it did. I think we met for like an hour though. Oh, I yeah. think they were out one hour sessions. Oh, mm, I know. I didn't realize how good that was. <laughs> and so now I get 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm getting so, cheated yeah, out of 15 hour. Right. Okay. It's right. an hour. Well, I mean, you pay for the hour, but you're only getting 45. Right. And I wasn't paying. Right. Like, right. again, we're on a college campus. Huh. So. All right. Yeah. So after everything's done, mm -hmm. were you going... I could probably do this for a couple more sessions. Did you think it'd just be a couple more sessions or did you think I'm, I'm probably going to be a lifer? Definitely didn't think I was going to be a lifer. Mm -hmm. It was like, I just needed it long enough that I could focus and I could go back to the person that I knew. Right. I wasn't used to the girl who was at the stoplight driving home crying. Like I didn't know her. Right. Like I've always been super focused, especially academically. So like I just needed to get her back. I mean, at the time, you know, I was like, you know, like I'm cute. I can get out here. I go to the club, but I just, you know, I had it in me, but I didn't because I was always thinking about him. And you know, it was nine years. Like, I mean, from 15 to 24, it's a long time. So he was your first. Yeah. He was my first real boyfriend. 
So it was a big deal. So how long, how long did it take for you to get back to newish old Anisha? Um, it took, it took some time, but I do remember dating when I lived in Philadelphia. So I wasn't just all, you know, a mess. <laughs> I do remember dating. Um, so yeah, I had like recently like had probably had recently got my braces off. And so, yeah, I was out there. I was like, okay, oh. I was living it up at that point. <laughs> Metal off, ready to mingle. Metal off, <laughs> ready to mingle. Okay. So I do remember I dated someone from campus. He was an undergrad student too. Yeah. But yeah, let me, where am I going with this? Okay. Yes. So I was, I, I was feeling better, but I was still going to, to the sessions until I moved back home. So I stayed with him probably, so it wasn't, I don't, maybe it wasn't when I first started graduate school when I think about it. Maybe it was like a couple months in because I stayed with him up until I moved back home. And I moved back home the semester, like the last semester that I was just kind of doing my dissertation kind of thing. So now, yeah. How did that affect you academically? Um, I mean, my grades were okay. I got much better grades the second time I was in graduate school. <laughs> But that time, they were okay. Yeah. I was like not knocking out the park. I was getting the bees. Like, yeah, I wasn't knocking it out the park. Not at all. All right. I, this is a little off tangent, but I, I just want to point out that yeah, bees for a lot of people is actually pretty good. Okay. Um, and then the second part of it is, I love how you say I went to Temple and you always act like it's like a schlub school that you you had your doctorate degree or your degrees in and stuff like that. Every time we talk, I'm like, that's a good school. No, I do think that Temple was a good school. I do. But then, you know, I got my second one from NYU. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't I don't know what it yeah. is about Temple. It's Yet just another one trashy of school, apparently. I don't know. It's only NYU. I mean, you know, it's only um, Temple. So, yeah, I think Temple was a, just it was an interesting time in my life. Cause like just living in a new city, you know, kind of really on my own. I didn't live on campus. I lived in my own apartment, you know? And so when I went to get the apartment, they were like, Oh, you're like 10 minutes from tempo. Like, yeah, we, I ended up being like 30 minutes from the school. It, it was a mess. So yeah, but it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. So that first time going to therapy, it was all about the breakup, all about the breakup. Now we got a little bit of your origin story. Now, now we asked this of everybody before we ended our interviews okay. you know, during the series. And I'm going to ask you the same thing that we asked all of them. Mm -hmm. What would you do or what was different for you now if you could go back and give yourself some advice on that first session? And then can you give our listeners a kind of a takeaway of what they should probably be doing that first time? So I think that um, now... If I can look back on that first session, it really wouldn't be about just trying to get it over with and just like, you know, wanting to talk. I think for me now, I don't know, this is a hard one because I'm not one who goes into therapy with specific goals, right? And I didn't have specific goals then either. But what I did was I went to therapy in crises then. And what I would say now is therapy doesn't have to be for crisis only. Like we can look at it very differently. If we are, if we we're at a place in our life and we want to maybe challenge some of our thought process, you know, think about our relationships in a new and different way. Look at our behaviors a little bit differently and just kind of question like what's next for me. Therapy can be for that. I think at that point in my life, I thought therapy was only for crisis. It was just like, we just going to put a bandaid on a bullet wound and like everything is going to be okay. And I just wanted it to be over because I just wanted to feel better. And so you don't have to just come to therapy when you're not feeling good. You can actually come to therapy when you are feeling good and talk about that and what it feels like to be in a good space. And how do I continue to be in that good space? So I think that if you are thinking about therapy, first off, there's nothing wrong with you 
right? You shouldn't have to see it as like a deficit model, right? Like there's something wrong. Maybe I'm going to therapy so I can be better, even better than I am today, right? So I can think through some of my relationships in a new and different way in my behavior. So I think for me now, I look at therapy differently. I got a new therapist in the pandemic. I don't know if I have any specific goals because I am a lifer now. And I also realize that there's always something for me to talk about. There's always something going on in your life, right? And there's nothing wrong with just having a space that feels really safe to just talk about it, whatever it is, the good, the bad, the ugly of it. Just have a space to have just a different voice other than your own all the time. So I think that for me now, that's the difference. The way I view it is so much different. And I don't also see it as like the fixer. I think back then it was like, I just wanted to fix it. I just wanted the pain to go away. And then I don't, I don't need it after that. And I don't know if I need it now. I want it, but I do also think at this point it's become a need. I feel like it's something that I should have. I should have that other voice. I should have that like container to, to keep me, to, to, to feel held and understood sometimes. So that's what's a lot different now. And I don't know well, if that's because I'm a therapist now. I'm not, not sure. Well, it's not because you're older. That too. <laughs> I mean, that was only like two or three years ago. So I mean, you can't get that Definitely much wisdom in two to three older, years. Older, a little wiser. Also, of course, my point of view has changed a lot. Yeah, I, I would say, and therapy is not easy. Let's be really clear, right? Like to sit and talk about you and your life and your decisions. Yeah, it's not easy. For someone to challenge you at times about those decisions and behaviors and thoughts and feelings. Yeah, that's also really good. I love it. I go every week. I'm a lifer. And it's it's the best investment I've ever made. Let me be very clear. Because I do pay cash for my therapy sessions. It's the best investment I've ever made. Because it's investment in me. So I, I can see now I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter. I'm a better me. I'm a better wife. All of it. Because I always think about the part that I play in things. And I really appreciate that. That kind of self-reflection that I'm able to have now. All the time. Yeah. And my boundaries are pretty good. They could be better. But they're pretty good. Well, thank you for sharing all of that today. Um, it's funny because when we talked about this, I'd slotted like, what, 10, 15 minutes for this? Uh-huh. We're at the 28-minute mark. So uh, we talked a little bit. But that's here's the thing. I think... I think what's great about it is, you know, and you're going to hear this in the series that we have, everybody's perspective or everybody's things for happening for therapy for that first time. They're all different. Yep. And I think it was really interesting to hear all of that. So yeah, I think it was really cool for that. It was great to hear your story today. I would beg to differ that you paying cash for your current situation as far as getting therapy Mm -hmm. is not your greatest investment. I think your greatest investment was the money you paid for your education in order mm-hmm. to help everybody that you're doing. Thank um, you. Because without that, you wouldn't have this, we wouldn't have this, and we wouldn't have a great voice we have in yours. So thank you for making that financial commitment for us. I appreciate that, Don, a lot. I don't know how I feel every month when I pay off those, my loan, but I mean, yeah, great investment. <laughs> Wish it wasn't just so much damn money, but yes, great investments. All of the schools, great investments. There you go. Which were really good schools, by the way. Yes, they were really <laughs> good schools. And shout out to Hobart and William Smith, where it all got started. That's where I got my undergrad degree at. I love my Hobart and William Smith people, so I had to at least shout my people out. Yeah. I always got my, H- my HWS sweatshirt on. Yes, I'm always representing my undergrad. I need to go to Temple and go buy me. You know what? I'm about to go order a hat, something just to represent. I don't represent. I'm I'm, I'm about to order something. I don't represent well either. So you don't. We're we're both in the same boat. (laughs) And I went to OK schools. We're not going to get into that. I beg to differ. We're not going to put you on front street, Don, (laughs) about the the places that you've been. But yeah. OK. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. And it's not a flex either. So listeners, it's not a flex. Please understand that. I always bother him about it, guys. That's why. Because he never flexes it. 
And I'm like, if I went there, I would flex all the time. No, <laughs> you should be flexing now. That was my point. You should be flexing all the time. Okay. Yes. So this was a fun interview. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this little, little uh, journey that you had. Um, it was fun to kind of hear your origin story and uh, listeners, please, if you're commenting and let us know on social media, trust me, all our links will be in the show notes, but shout out if you want to hear more of Anisha's, Anisha's <laughs> personal life, as far as dating in that year, because we got a little bit of it and I, and oh I heard gosh. some, and I think we oh ought to have gosh. an episode where we talk about Anisha's dating and Diana's Ooh. dating. That would be a lot of fun and just kind of unpack that a little bit. That would be very interesting. It would. I think it would be yeah. a lot of fun. So if you, but, if you folks want to hear that, let us know in the comments. But I do have to tell you guys, I'm so excited about the guests that we're going to have in this series because Diana always gets to gush about her friends. And one of my really, really good friends is going to be on. And he allowed me to interview him on his first time in therapy. And um, I was so excited. So you guys will hear that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I think it's a really fun one. Marvin is your really good friend, right? Yes. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't ever mention it at all during the episode itself. <laughs> I don't think that ever comes up. Um, and then Paige is the other one we're going to have, and she'll be yes. sandwiched in the middle. Also, when you guys listen to those, please let us know, because I think there's some stuff that we talked about with Marvin and even with Paige and mm-hmm. Jess, for that matter, um, that we would like to probably maybe delve a little deeper into in, in future episodes. I think it'd be a lot of fun. But uh, And we're yeah. also going to get Diana to talk about her first time in therapy. <laughs> so, yes, she doesn't get out of this. And no. Everyone's telling. Everyone's yeah. talking. She's talking, too. So, yeah. yes, guys, she will be telling her story as well. So I think that's the intro. Like, are we about to get into Jess's interview now? I mean, we can. I mean, I think we know the guy that produces the show. Maybe he's I, okay. that would be you. Oh, okay. So, then, yeah. Yeah. What does Diana say? Sit back, grab your tea and have a listen. We now know that mental health is equally as important as physical health. That's why Be Well Psychotherapy has created a space for personalized pathways designed to fully support your particular journey of being human. We provide both in-person and virtual sessions where clients can make real, authentic, professional relationships with a therapist in real time. We ensure our clients feel completely secure regardless of their mental health concerns. The first step is understanding the benefits of therapy. And next is finding a resource that can speak to your specific goals and needs. Our diverse, all-female staff serves 500 patients monthly and are dedicated to fostering growth and change in each session. With offices in Midtown Manhattan and Hoboken, New Jersey, we are here to make sure that everyone has easy access to the best of mental wellness on their own terms. Because maintaining good mental health is something we all need to be doing for our overall wellness and real growth. So book an appointment today at BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Welcome back. So, you know, Diana is not here today. I've already said that, but, you know, I got to say that again. I miss my co-host. However, I do have someone from the team who is here with me today. So Jess has been on the show before, like we pulled her in before and we've pulled her in again today. (laughs) Uh, So Jess, would you like me to do like a full on introduction? Do you want to tell the listeners who you are or are we just going to jump right in? Um. I can just say my name while I do here, maybe. Okay. All right. Um, I'm Jessica Langan. That's my married name. I also go by (laughs) Seaver. I don't know. Who knows these days? With the government, I'm Langan. Um, Got it. (laughs) (laughs) On everything else, it's Seaver. So I'm director of business development here at Be Well. I just try to help out the therapists as much as I can, get them clients, you know, do all the things. She's amazing, right? Let's, let's, <laughs> let, okay, look, we'll just say that. She is amazing. So, but what we have her on today is therapists are always interested in this. We don't really tell people, but we are interested about people's first time. And I'm not talking about that first time. I'm talking about their first time in therapy. 
Like actually that first session, like, what is that like? Now, as a therapist who goes to therapy, I remember my first time, but I was a kind of a young whippersnapper back then. I was thinking like graduate school, my first time in therapy. <laughs> so um, Jess, I'm going to be asking you some questions. I'm interested to know about your first time, your first therapy session. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just jump right in? How did you feel before your first session? Um, before my first session, I was nervous. Okay. Uh, trying to find one that I liked mm-hmm. on the internet, you know, like, um, I found my first one. I'm not with her anymore, but via ZocDoc, because that's where my husband used to work. So he was like, just go on there. Those there's mm-hmm. pictures. You can just see the reviews. So I found her and then. Yeah, I just did it all through there. She was very like on it because she was at a network. So she okay. was very quick to tell me that she was at a network. <laughs> okay. So for the people who don't know what that really means, <laughs> that means that we don't take in-network insurance because sometimes in-network insurance doesn't pay very well. Out-of-network benefits usually will cover the therapist rate, right? Whatever that is. And, you know, where we are located, New York, New Jersey, Mm -hmm. that rate could be anywhere from 150 to 250. And so I guess she wanted to be very clear. Yes, which I appreciate. Insurance, however, it may not be in-network. But a lot of people do have out-of-network benefits, right? So it's not a a big issue for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. Yeah, there's so many places that you can find therapists. But the one thing about ZocDoc is... ZocDoc will get you an appointment really fast. So it's like, if you are in crises, I would tell people do not go to psychology today because it might take someone a couple of days to get back. ZocDoc will have you in that office the next day. Yes. How quick was it, Jess? Um, It was very quick. I could like figure her out with like within like a week. I got it, did the paperwork. I knew everything. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very instant. You know, we all love instant gratification these days. Yes, we do. We even want it in therapy. Yes. We'll get to that a little later. <laughs> so if you don't mind telling our listeners, like what brought you to therapy? And you um, can give us the, you know, whatever version you want to give of that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, at the time I was engaged, um, okay. I was planning my wedding and I found that my dad and I have always been close mm-hmm. and we were fighting a lot. I mean, my parents were fighting a lot and like, I'm only child. So me and my parents bicker a lot. Um, mm-hmm. That's, I guess, the love language. You're the focus. Yeah. Like you are their focus. Yes. There's no one else they can focus on. No. You. You're the only child. <laughs> no. I mean, now it's my son. But um, yeah, we argue a lot. And um, of course, like as a teenager and middle school ages, me and my mom always fought. And then now mm-hmm. um, her and I are much closer and it's kind of roles reverse. And I was kind of not liking that, you know, me and my dad Mm -hmm. have always been close. And I was like, you know, what, what's happening? I think my husband also was tired of um, hearing it. Okay. (laughs) Me complaining. Um, And also, you know, like I had like a toxic work environment. Um, Mm -hmm. It was all all, all the things that I knew about therapy and it wasn't as much of of a taboo as it once was. So, and I think my husband was going to one as well at that Mm -hmm. time. So I was like, well, if he's doing it, I can do it. I mean, everyone was doing it. Yeah. It, it, it's actually trending right now. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> everyone was doing it. So I was like, sure, why not? I think it's always interesting that you come to a point where you don't want to burden the people in your life, right? So it's like, okay, well, maybe I should find someone else, right? right. Like, well, just listen, like that's kind of what their role is in my life. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's time for me to find that. Yes, definitely. That's how it was. Like, like I think my husband and I, because- I tend, I'm an actress also. Okay. So when I tell stories, I like start to like, kind of like reenact it. And he's like, can you stop yelling at me? You were a full on monologue. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) I'm like, well, then she said, and then he said, and then I'm just like, and he's like, why are you screaming? Why are your hands moving so much? I think he just got, he's just got over it. You know, he's like, I'm done. Go, go, go pay someone for this. Okay. So you're like, all right, I'm going to therapy now Mm -hmm. going in. Was there anything off limits, Jess? Like you were like, I am not talking about this or maybe I'll talk about like, or were you just open book? Um, yeah, I think I was open book. Yeah. I think I was just like, I might, I mean, if I'm paying this much money, but I get my money's worth. I like that. Cause I think that there are some people when they do come in, I've noticed they're like, 
yeah, I wasn't going to talk about that. Anisha, they just tell me straight up, like I wasn't going to talk about that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, I would gather that this would be the place, you know, to let it all out. But some people take time, right? Yeah. Like, so some people need, you know, to have that trust. Do you feel like you needed to work into that trust? Or you were like, you know what, I'm just kind of going to be open because this is something I need. Yeah, I was open to it. I think I would like it to happen like organically. I wasn't going to be like, mm-hmm. well, this happened, this happened, this happened, like to my, <laughs> you know, like from my first memory to to now, I just didn't want that, but I was open it like, like open for it to happen organically. I wasn't going to hide anything now. Okay. Were you surprised by like some of the topics that came up? Cause I think sometimes we go into therapy, um, thinking we're going to talk about one thing and then we end up talking about all of these other things, you know? Yeah. Um, and also I didn't realize, I think you'll find this comical that she just waited for me to talk. She wasn't asking me anything. Uh-huh. I was waiting, you know, I, w- I was waiting for it to be a conversation. Some direction, maybe. Yeah, and, and direction. <laughs> yeah, again, like I'm an actor, I'm a dancer. You, you need to give me the note, give me a direction because <laughs> I'm just going to stand there. Right. Um, so I didn't, I didn't realize about the initiative I needed to take mm-hmm. to start the conversation. So that was a big um, surprise, I guess, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot your question. <laughs> Were you surprised about the topics that came up? Yeah. Right? Like, you know, again, you might have went in there to talk about something, right? Like, did you were you surprised of all the other things that may have come up? Um, kind of. I go back and forth because her and I aren't together anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think she asked me why I was there. And mm-hmm. then sh- we talked about it. And I think she really wanted just to give me points. And we talked about that specific thing of why I came there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So she didn't really, I didn't really like veer off topic, if that answers your question. I think that's also interesting because as therapists, well, for me as a therapist, right? Like I don't get hyper-focused on the one thing, Mm -hmm. right? I think that I'm very curious. So I kind of want to know more, right? And have a better understanding. You're telling me about this one thing, but like, you know, that leads into another and another, right? It sounds like she was kind of hyper-focused on that thing that you came in. Right. Mm -hmm. She was. Do you feel like you wanted more? I did. Um, I mean, I'm sure we can get to this like in another question, but like our sessions like didn't last long. I think she was like, you're cured, which I'm like, sure. Have you met me? I was like, <laughs> and what does that really mean? Yeah. Right? Like, like cured. Yeah. I think she was like, I think we, we can stop or something. I don't know, like verbatim what she said because it was years ago, but mm-hmm. um, you know, like i I was taking everything that she gave me, like all the exercises. Um, mm-hmm. she, I think she was, is it CBT? Yeah. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think she was that's very short-term therapy. So yeah. I guess maybe that's a piece of it. Yeah. So maybe again, probably, I didn't know what those letters stood for. So mm-hmm. when I um, read her profile and stuff like that, so she gave me all these like tips and tricks and I was utilizing them. Yes. Mm-hmm. She, she told me, but I think it's more of a long-term process using those tips and tricks in the long term. Right. Rather than like, oh yeah, it worked this month. Right. Anything yeah. can happen next month. Yeah. Next <laughs> you know? month, like next month, I might forget. I might be a little more dramatic next month. I don't know. So, okay. So she was heavy on tools. Yes. Okay. She and I mean, I, I get it. Like there are therapists who give homework, right. And it can mm-hmm. be helpful, but what if I just want to talk about like everyday life stuff, you right. know, did you feel like you had the space to do that, you know, to talk about other things. I don't think so with her. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that works with other people, but this is just obviously like my experience. I felt like she wanted to answer and quote unquote fix why I was there. And that was and it. What's interesting is normally the client comes in and they want us to fix it. It's not normally us <laughs> wanting to, in some ways, fix it, right? Like yeah. the client comes in like, okay, like, and the question sometimes is like, well, how long is it going to take Anisha like to resolve this? Right. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I can't, I can't tell you day one, like how long this is going to take, but yeah. it's interesting that her thought process was how to fix it. And yours was just like, you know, let's kind of see where this goes. Yeah. Cause like it was my wedding and I was like, oh, um, I don't know. Cause I was going to Florida for my wedding and then mm-hmm. not like, like on the honeymoon and stuff. And I think like I was having issues with my parents because of the wedding. So I guess Again, I'm just interpreting this like wedding is over. So problems are over. Right. But she was really nice. 
I was gonna okay so I was gonna ask you like what did you think of her did it feel like kind of like a personal relationship or just kind of very professional I would say more professional than personal again because it wasn't that long of a time so mm-hmm. how can you get personal yeah. when I saw her maybe like I would say less than 10 times so you guys didn't really build the relationship no, no. but she was always nice mm-hmm lighter outfits. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think therapists, cute. we think about that, right? Like, because I, you know, they say that we're supposed to be a blank slate, mm-hmm. but how can you, right? Like you already think things like, okay, how does she wear her hair? Like the type mm-hmm. of shoes she wears, what she, how she dresses her lipstick, right? Like, so you already kind of get a thought about who this person is, right. but it feels like you didn't even get a chance to do that. Was it no. a very sterile environment? No, I liked her office also. Her office okay. was they had like pictures there. It was comfortable. It was mm-hmm. like um, where was it like 34th and Park or something around okay. there? Yeah, I would say like a normal office. Mm-hmm. Not as cute as ours. Yes, guys, are my office is the, the, the Be Well office are very not as cute. cute as ours. I have to say. And we are on what 33rd and Madison, so not too far from yeah. Here. It was kind of really close thinking about it. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. If <laughs> I just walk the other way. <laughs> So it's interesting because it's like, what is the expectation and did it meet the reality of the experience? And it seemed like maybe it didn't. No. And I think that's why I, it took me so long to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew, you know, things that were happening in my life. And I, when I started working here, I was like, okay, I work for a therapist. I should just, just, it's kind of go, like, go back now. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I think like, it's a, isn't a conflict of interest or like, I'm not practicing what we preach at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like also like money is a thing. Um, so trying to find, trying to wrap your head around the investment of it mm-hmm. is, okay. a, is a big thing as well. And then COVID hit. So am I going to the office? Am I doing this? Am I on the phone? Um, I do, I wouldn't say regret, but I do wish that I did do it um, before the pandemic. Um, I think I've mentioned it before, like I miscarried in February. So I think obviously it it takes a, it takes a toll on you. So I Mm -hmm. think I was always trying to like go through it. I'm like, I'll exercise. I'll be better if I just do that, you know? But yeah, even like my husband and I talk about it, like we wish that I went through that here because I think it would have helped postpartum more, but yeah. I don't you know, know if I think anything. No, you have. You've been amazing thus far. <laughs> Let me just be very clear. I quickly want to go back to that like that first session though. Um, mm-hmm. if you can remember, right? Like, did how did you feel after it? Right. Cause I don't know. Sometimes we have an expectation, right? Is it met? And the hope sometimes for a lot of people is that they'll feel better. I notice people come in sometimes to the first session and they flood, which is like they just go. Because mm-hmm. they've been waiting so long for this session, right? To just right. let this stuff out. And they just kind of give it all to me. There's tears, there's everything. Like, how did you feel after the first session? Was it better, the same, or, you know? I felt good. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting it to end as right. quickly as it did. So mm-hmm. um, I thought that was like, look, like, I think this is great what I'm doing. I liked talking to her. I liked her. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it wasn't as um, more of a flood as like my most recent like first session with my new therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was tears or was me talking. I mean, I talk a lot in general and fast. So okay. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, I just went out. Yeah, I think I felt good afterwards. Again, like I didn't know it was going to stop as as soon as it did. So let me ask you about this new therapist. Was mm-hmm. that virtual or in person? Virtual. So on the phone because. Um, I just had given birth. So I don't mm-hmm. think I really wanted to do this. Via the video Zoom. thing. You weren't ready. You're like, well, you don't need to see me. Yeah. You don't need to see me right now. <laughs> um, and also it, it helps because like with like the baby who knows, like, mm-hmm. I mean, at that point he was a newborn now he's mm-hmm. chill, but you know, crying and this yeah. and pumping and which is like a, a distant memory now, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then that one, I, that was a flood. That was okay. A flood. I think that's good for us to bring up, right? Because there are so many people out there who are thinking about like, what will it be like to go to therapy now during a pandemic where a lot of therapists are not in their offices yet, right? Like, so mm-hmm. what is it like to do it just over the phone? Was there a different feel? Yeah. That it, you didn't sit with the person, you didn't see the person. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen her. I think I saw her like on, I, I think I Googled her. 
Um, I was like, what did you okay. like? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was um, a recommendation from Diana uh, mm-hmm. because I was, I would had like someone who was go- um, who specializes in postpartum depression and anxiety, okay. mm-hmm. um, someone who kind of just knows that, yeah, um, or have worked with women like that. And uh, yeah, it's not it's not bad. It is it, it is a little weird that I, I don't know what she looks like. Would I ever go into the city? I don't know. Uh-huh. I haven't been on the train in a very long time. <laughs> how does a subway even work? I don't even know. It's been almost two years. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I have to go in the city on Sunday. I don't know how to get there. It's so funny. It's like these things are learned behaviors, but it doesn't feel like them anymore. Because like it's feel like the, the new learned behavior is like, yeah, I might take an Uber or drive somewhere, right? Like I don't go into the city because there's no need, I guess. Right. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, on the phone is, is just as, I think just as therapeutic as in person. I mean, I'm sure to each their own, but mm-hmm. I don't feel I'm getting any less quality. Right. Care. Yeah. Okay. The interesting thing is I too got a new therapist during the pandemic mm. and I see her over the phone. And I could care less what she looks like too. Yeah, I'm like, oh. I, I've, I've done a video session with her. And then I was like, yeah, I don't need it. And I was like, as long as it's cool with you, it's cool with me. I don't, I don't actually don't need it. I think that I'm not worried about, right? Like the body language, is she looking at me and maybe I can't cry or I can't do this because she's paying attention. I don't get to see her, right? Yeah. And her voice is enough. And again, I think is extremely therapeutic. Mm-hmm. I actually walk through the park during my sessions with her right? I'm able to do other things, do which things. I kind of like too. Like if I just wanted to walk and I don't have to be kind of in one place. Yeah. So it's been a, a very interesting um, dynamic. Yeah. No, I lay right in that bed. <laughs> <laughs> I have a blanket on. I'm, it's my one time that I get to like have no one bother me. The dog, my husband, the baby. I'm no, like that door is shut and no one is allowed in for 45 minutes. And I think that that is the worry of some people now that they can't come into the office because some people don't have that at home, right? Like they're not able to get the privacy. I had a lot of people in the beginning of the pandemic stop seeing me because they were like, Anisha, I don't have anywhere to have this session with you. Yeah. I was like, people are trying. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? (laughs) I'm like, don't, don't listen. Don't get near the door. I'm talking about you. Right. Like, where could I talk about this person that, that they can't hear and I have yeah. the privacy? So I think that that's the biggest thing a lot of people are missing about the virtual sometimes is that privacy. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you found it. Yeah. No, like it's blocked off on everyone's calendar. Just leave me alone. Okay. So everyone knows. Everyone knows. Your husband is aware of the time. Everyone like, okay. Yeah. Hey, the dog knows. The baby knows. They don't know, but they know that mom's not, not here in 45 minutes. So now what do you know now that you wish you knew before your first session? Like if you could give our listeners kind of any takeaways that could kind of help them with their first time. Um, Oh, that you're not going to get fixed or cured. You're just not. You're not going to your first time. That's crazy. A whole lifetime to get yeah. to this place, right? Like, how is it going to get fixed? In yeah. It's such like a going to the gym. <laughs> like you think you're going to go to the gym for 45 minutes and you're just going to lose a hundred pounds. No, it's not. No, I just, yeah. I think that's like my, my, my biggest thing is like, you're not going to, and some days you're not going to like, feel like you've achieved anything, but you still talk to someone who was there to listen mm-hmm. rather than like have an opinion. I mean, they have opinions, but like, it's very different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's we're not, not out here giving advice y'all. Mm-mm. that's no. not what we do <laughs> no just we like might ask you to think about something yes <laughs> and and like like I like my like my new therapist now because it, I'm not trying to like yes I'm altering the way I think but like mm-hmm. it's not like a homework assignment right yeah you know like I want it just to happen organically then me just being like okay well so-and-so said I have to do this this and this then I can talk you know like that doesn't work for for me as a okay. as a person but also like talking it out, like makes me not take it out on other people. <laughs> That's very important. So it's mm-hmm. showing that it does also help with your relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, I need to talk to my therapist about this because Craig doesn't want to hear it. And I think that's good because our intimate partners, they can't be everything, Mm-mm. right? The lover, the friend, the therapist, like all of it. Yeah, yeah. it's too much. 
And like, same with like my friends, like I'm like Mm -hmm. half my friends just like gave birth. I'm like, they don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear anyone's problems. When I, when I (laughs) popped out a kid, like no one cares. Um, And like, you have to have those friendships that you know, that they are there for those reasons. But Mm -hmm. then, you know, like, I'm like conscious. I'm like, okay, well, no one wants to hear about just me. Like I have to talk about them and the whole, it's like hours long of a, of a conversation. Cause it's reciprocal. Like yeah. I got to hear your stuff. You got to hear my stuff yeah. with the therapist. Don't work like that. No, you know about you. You can be selfish as you want. And what is that piece like? I don't think that we talk about that enough as human beings to know that there is a place that is just for us, right? right. A lot of us don't have that in other parts of our lives, right? Mm-mm. Where the focus is me and, you know, someone gets to listen. I get to talk. I'm, I'm the priority in that moment, especially right. for you as a mom, a wife in the, all the other roles that you play. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you are in a space where you are always prioritized. Yeah. And I think especially as, as women and, and moms, because I'm speaking from um, like from where I am right now in my life, mm-hmm. we are told to take care of everybody else. Yes. Um, I take care of, of like of everybody. And then we're like, kind of like thrown to the wayside and like, we went through the most traumatic thing. Mm-hmm. you know, on our bodies, on our minds and like, like hormones and stuff like that. So um, I think especially women, I think like, we need to be in it and take like, it's not because like we're weak. It's because we, we need, we need to prioritize ourselves. Yes. Not only like this, but like, you know, when it comes to like going out with friends and doing this and w- working out, if you want to, you know, it's just, you shouldn't feel guilty for doing something for yourself, and which is really hard at times. Our society tells us that, you know, we take care of everyone else mm-hmm. and then us last, especially moms. Yeah. So for you to know that there is that place that you are the priority must feel really good. Yeah. Just great. <laughs> Listen, therapy is great, right? <laughs> like you have your day, you have your time, right? Yes. It's, it's consistent too. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Right? To have that consistency that sometimes people's lives is just like chaotic. Yeah. And there's sometimes I don't want to, like, I don't want to do, I'm like, oh man, it's Monday at four 30, man. I wanted to do something else, but then I'm like, okay, I'm glad I did it. And I think that's a, a piece. And I, but I do tell my, th- my, my, um, my clients, I'm like, listen, if something comes up, like we can do another day or another time, but don't hide from me though. Like if you're having a rough time, that will probably be the time that you should talk to me. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not the time that you should skip the session. Right. Because that means you have something that you need to talk about. If yeah. it's impacting you in that way that you really don't want to talk, then just talk to me. Right. So I think that um, I appreciate you coming on and, and just kind of talking about therapy in the ways that, you know, you appreciate it and that it impacts you because I think it matters to people out there because they don't really know what it's about. Right. Sometimes. Of course. And there's that fear of the unknown. Yeah. And I think now that I work for therapists and like have all of like, um, like I saw, like I saw my friends for the first time in like so long, um, mm-hmm. at a wedding last week and they're like, Oh, like, how's your new job? Blah, blah, blah. And I think a lot of them were like, Oh, that's so cool. Like, I think they all kind of go to therapy, but like, we were all were like hiding it that we, that we all go. <laughs> I was like, but we're all doing the same thing. We should, we can talk about it. It's yeah. okay. It doesn't have to be the secret. Anymore. Yeah. So they're like, Oh yeah. Like I'm on, like, I did that too. Like I'm on Zoloft and therapy for postpartum this mm-hmm. that like I'm like so you guys ha- we're all going through this and all y'all were quiet we can be each other's community right now guys like yeah. we we can really be each other's support so I'm glad that you know maybe it took for you to be working you know I think it did here for you to be able to talk to everyone and kind of get everyone more open so that's yes. kind of cool yes I think that's that's my mission in life not really but with my friends <laughs> yes I like it is anything else you want to say to the listeners before um, you sign off, Jess. Um, a lot of our therapists are taking new patients. So con- <laughs> at Well Psychotherapy, <laughs> yes, we have a lot of new therapists and fun things. And Why we're not? back in the office, we're right? The office. That too. So if and- people want to have in person, we're here for it. Yeah. And our offices are real cute. Yes. Thank you so much, Jess. Of I course, appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. 
We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.